0: Is there an effective way of multitasking? There was a nugget there that we didn't have time to speak during our conversation that I want to bring today here that has to do with multitasking. Expanding possibilities, the I'm your host, Anna Malikian, and this podcast is brought to you by my company, and Anna's Coaching. Our mission is to support individuals and organizations to increase their impact while avoiding burnout. We do this through speaking, training, and coaching. For more information, visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of.com, .com, it's .zone. There you can access all the episode notes, links, and other amazing resources, all at mindset dot zone welcome to this solo episode of the mindset zone and today i want to take us in a reflection journey about an important concept is there an effective way of multitasking in one of my previous episodes i had the the pleasure of interviewing Nir yal the author of the book Indestructible, and I really recommend that you listen to our conversation. We went uh, um, deep into his book, Indestructible, into the mindset behind destruction and being mm-hmm. indestructible. And when I was preparing the interview and reading the book, I really love how near goes beyond the surface and makes me think. And there was a nugget there that we didn't have time to speak during our conversation that I want to bring today here that has to do with multitasking. And by the way, yes, an article, a short article about this that I will put in the show notes that will give you the gist that we are going to be speaking here today i don't know how familiar you are with the productivity world but um, multitasking is like oh you should not multitasking multitasking is bad it's a lot of the guidelines how to show how not productive or not effective is multitasking and i speak about this in many of my trainings When I work uh, with, uh, from entrepreneurs to professionals, I even have (laughs) an experiential exercise that I do to show how not effective is multitasking. And I'm going to guide you through this experiential exercise. Please, if you are driving, do this later when you are in a safe place, just be patient for the next two minutes. Uh, but if you are in a place safe and they have something that you can write with a little piece of paper and something that you can measure the time, like you can use your mobile phone uh, in the, any of the mobile phones. Now, if you go to your clock app, especially in the iPhone, I'm, I'm not sure exactly in the Android, but they will have a chronometer that you can use in the iPhone if you go. To the clock that is where you put the alarms and so forth, you also have the stopwatch there. You just need something to or just look to your watch and calculate the more or less how many seconds you have to be able to measure seconds. So once you have this just write in a piece of paper in a line, so we are doing five columns five names. I'm going to give you an example of names. You can do other names, names of people. The important thing is that the names should be different number of letters. So you can write Morgan so in one line with space below to do the exercise. So you write, imagine five columns and in the top, in the heading of the columns, you have Morgan, Jeremy, Cassie, Zina, Mitchell, and Andrew. I repeat, Morgan, Jeremy, Cassie, Zina, Mitchell, Andrew. You can use other names and don't worry about spelling. You just have to have um, a table with... uh, in the adding of the of that table, five names. Okay. So now is when you take your chronometer, anything to measure the time. So it can be a stopwatch. And you start or you see the time, the start, and you the first part of the exercise is very simple. You are going just to copy the names and measure how long it takes to copy the names with a handwriting that another person can read, okay? So, you can start and I'm going to be doing this here live too. Just, let's copy the names and see how long it takes us to copy the names in a handwriting that another person can read. Let's start. It depends of people, but usually we can do this in 30 seconds or less, usually less than 30 seconds. So you can go ahead, finish, check the time and write that number down. For me was 24 seconds. Okay, now you are ready to the second part of this exercise. You are going to copy the same names as before, but in a different way. You are going to write the first letter of the first name, then move to the second name and write the first letter, move to the third name. So first letter of the first name is in this case M, then go to the second column and that will be J and then same from Cassie. So the first letter of all the names first, then you come back to the first column and you go to the second letter Of every name and then after you have done all the second letters you come to the first column and you write the third letter okay and you do this and that you have to measure how long it is I will make sure that in the show notes you will have also the explanation for this and where I learned this exercise this was in a productivity book um, on emailing And that was really a short but powerful book, so I will put the reference there. So let's reset. I'm resetting here my stopwatch and I'm going to do it here with you. Um, Most people will be able to do this, but guess what? It takes longer. For me, it took me 57 seconds, so the double, more than the double, that the first one and my handwriting is worse in the second one. And, And I think in my case, I'm dyslexic, so it's really tough for my brain to do this we have to rethink oh, which letter we are. Oh, there are names that are shorter, there are names that are longer. And that switching from one task to the next takes time. takes time to see where I was before, what I need to do now, takes time. And that is one of the big issues when we are multitasking in our work, in our day-to-day. That time that takes us to move from one task to the next. Uh, We answer an email and then we go back to the project and then another email notification pops in and you go back and you have to see where, and then you go back to the project and you have to see where we were. All that uses a lot of time and makes very not effective multitasking. And this is absolutely true and near doesn't in his book Indestructible doesn't deny that he even supports that we have to be indestructible. <laughs> Yet he calls the tension that uh, if we peel a layer on this of the multitasking, maybe there is an effective way of multitasking when we use different channels. And what he does he means by that? Yes. This kind of experiential exercise that I just did, it's really, I think, powerful way to show that sometimes the best thing is to focus in a project to a certain amount of time, get it done before we move, we transition, we switch to another thing. Great. But probably you have experience in doing things that you are doing two things at once and is more effective. This is called the cross-modal attention that allows our brain to place a certain mental process on autopilot while we think about other things. And this is something that Mir Yal in the article that I'm going to put in the show notes speaks about. And when I was initially reading the book and he spoke about this and then rereading the article, I absolutely have examples of these. For instance, I love traveling, but I do not like to pack. And can get me really stressed sometimes, the packing. One solution that I found was put my Spotify playlist of some music that I like. And while I'm listening to this music that is in autopilot listening to the music, I can pack and feel more relaxed and be an enjoyable process. Or another example, I usually listen to the nightly news while I'm cooking dinner. I can cook dinner in autopilot and I like to be listening to the news. So there are two levels here. To One is I'm listening in this case of the news. My attention is there. And I'm doing the cooking mostly in autopilot. In the case of the packing, I'm almost autopilot is the listening of the music. It's there in the background and I'm enjoying it. And I'm more focused on the packing. So there are different ways of doing this. And I know that if you are into mindfulness, you can argue that, oh, you could use those moments to create a mindfulness experience and to practice mindfulness. And it's absolutely true. But sometimes it's good to do this and we can be effective doing this. And like in the case for me of packing creates an extra motivation and less stress for me to do it this way. And another thing, um, another angle that Nier speaks is that sometimes you even can create a bind. For instance, there is an audio book that you really are into reading or listening to. You are really into or podcast that you really like the mindset zone. You really want to listen to the episode. So you can make the thing that only when I'm doing X, I will listen to this. For instance, I'm going to listen to this audio book when I'm going to the gym, or when I'm in the treadmill. So you associate it with something that you want to do, and that gives you more motivation to do that, for instance, the exercise. So think about this, and Nir calls this the multi-channel multitasking, because remember, you have to find these a cross-model attention. One thing can be in autopilot and then you can pay more attention to the other thing. It's an effective way of multitasking when we understand how our brain works. So think about that in your life. How can you apply this in a way that benefits you? And if you are curious about learning more ways of becoming indestructible, I really advise you to read <laughs> near Y'all book or listen to the audio book in the audio form that is also great, maybe while in the gym or walking. And of course, I always appreciate your input about these episodes of the Mindset Zone you can reach me at AnnaANA at with any comments about what you are listening here. Thank you so much for your time and attention today, even if you were multitasking with something else. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone. Thank you for listening. And remember to follow this podcast. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That really helps us spread the word about the Mindset Zone. Also visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, dot .zone. There you can find amazing resources and more information about my speaking and how I support purpose-driven individuals and organizations increase their impact while preventing burnout. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.